Well, the new Chief Executive Officer of the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra has big plans for it, especially when it comes to hitting the right note with the community. Dr Graham Sattler was appointed last year, but has only recently been able to relocate from Australia. Community engagement is one of Graham's priorities. In fact, his doctorate was on the benefits of music for marginalised communities. He joins us now from Otautahi. Kia ora, Graham. Kia ora, Lynn. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Just curious, how are things financially for the orchestra at this stage? The NZSO <laughs> has had a lot of extra money pumped into it to keep it afloat over the past couple of COVID-disrupted years, but I wasn't sure what the situation was for regional symphony orchestras. Look, it's it's certainly challenging. Um, I, it would be disingenuous to say that everything is great, but I do have to say that the uh, the support, uh, the government support, as well as the community support, and this is a big a big thing actually, but the support for the orchestra is strong, um, and we certainly can't complain. It's a challenge for sure, um, but you know we're. We keep our fingers crossed. Um, we're doing okay, and I, I really can't overstate the the value of the support. As I say, from, both from the from the government, but also from uh, from the immediate community. The orchestra has built up an awful lot of, um, you know, well, support and and loyalty over the years. Probably particularly the last ten years, and um, that is standing us in in good stead. I'm speaking to you with everything crossed, of course, but <laughs> we. Um, we, we have a lot, there's an awful lot of goodwill, an awful lot of love uh, for our orchestra. And uh, for that, I'm extremely grateful. So what's the approach to programming this year? There is a program for 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, look, there is. And our first Masterworks series uh, concert, which would have taken place on the 26th of March, um, for fairly obvious reasons, probably we, we've, had to, um, we've had to cancel that one. It's interesting because the rest of the year, I mean, essentially from May, we are hoping that that we will have our full program up again. An interesting thing at the moment, though, and and you'll see lots of organisations, you know, doing this, looking at how to postpone, how to push things back further in the year. Um, You know, you reach a point, and we've reached that point, really, where we would have to be shifting things around. You know, we'd have to be impacting on on things that are planned for later in the year. Um, and I think, you know, you do reach that point where you just have to, I think, fess up and say, you know what, we're actually going to have to cancel a few things. Otherwise, we're upsetting, um, you know, the, 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 the foreseeable future. And there's, there's very little point in that. But we do have a fantastic program. Our chief conductor, um, of course, I'd say that, but our chief conductor, Ben Northey, um, who was much loved and, and in a fantastic point of his career, we're hoping that he will back, be back in the country uh, in the first week of May. That's what we're planning for. That's what we're hoping for. Given that that's the case, um, things should be ramping up again. But, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I, you know, I'm, I'm a crystal ball reader. Uh, all we can do is, is judge on the trends as we're seeing them. But, um, you know, we... When we have a fantastic, I'd say, May through to December uh, that, that looks like it'll go ahead. The other thing to remember, of course, is that we do so much community engagement. Um, even at the moment, uh, most of that community engagement work, most of that work with, um, you know, with school-aged children, with, uh, with seniors, uh, with, with the disability community, a lot of that work is still taking place. Um, and for that, we are, and I am, um, extremely grateful. Yeah, I wanted to look at that phrase, community engagement, just to expand on mm. it. You touched on it there, mm. Graham. But, I mean, it's, you know, orchestras are not 
just a series of concerts. You know, it's all this work no. that happens um, behind the yep. scenes often. Um, but wh- yep. how, why is it important for an orchestra like the CSO to get stuck into community engagement work? Well, my sense coming into this fantastic community is that it is an orchestra of the community. And uh, we we see that daily. I mean, I've spent, what have I, I think this is the end of my ninth week um, here on the ground. Uh, and I'm glad to say um, that a lot of my time still is being spent uh, meeting partners. And I'm not just talking about partners who, you know, support substantially um, with, with, with money uh, or even in kind. I'm talking about passionate, passionate supporters, um, some of whom, for instance, might uh, support in our player partnership program but many of them are involved in grassroots programs that we do and they are passionate about how we connect it is an orchestra of of the community but also you know sometimes um performing arts organizations speak of of things like audience development as if it's a sort of a discrete uh sort of operational consideration or a program that needs to be run Um, Audience development for us and and for me, I must admit, uh, is actually engagement. It's engagement from as early in, you know, a person, uh, a person's life, you know, it's engagement and involvement um, from, from the very beginning all the way through. That's audience development that's community development that's um musical development that's artistic development it's it it, but it all does come back to and down to the community and you know our players um are not just accepting of that responsibility to be doing things other than main stage um you know main stage concert performance they're not only uh they're not only um accepting of it one of the wonderful things that I see with our players is that they're committed to it. They get it. They really, really get that that's, um, it's not just a part of the job, but it's a, it's a visceral part of the joy of what we do. Uh, and so that's, that's that whole scope of what it is. It's not separate this and a bit of that. And then we put our, you know, tuxes on and we play on stage at night time. Um, it's that very grassroots involvement with the community um, in making and, and making, not just making music, but making music together. I mentioned that your doctorate, Graham, was on the benefits of music for marginalised mm, communities. Mm. I'm, I'm assuming you were working on that um, in, in Australia. But what have you learnt from that and what will you bring huh. then to the Christchurch situation? Because I know the CSO already works, for example, and oh, has yeah. won an award for its work with, at the Christchurch Men's Prison. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is fantastic. Um, it might seem a strange thing to say, but the, the work that went in my, into my PhD, which um, I would say actually took eight years, but my wife way more correctly would say 11 and a half. Um, but the, what, what I was able to do and benefit from that was to really, to really prove, or actually for me, it was not being able to disprove the benefits, the profound benefits that engaging in music um, has and have those. And that's with all types of community, all, all communities, all types of, of cohorts. Um, and that was the benefit. And what I know is that, that um, and particularly if you're talking about marginalised communities, which is what I focused on in Australia, but also um, with some comparative communities in uh, North America as well. And also I have actually been involved with some work in, in Bolivia too. But, um, but what I was able to not 
disprove is the profound social benefits uh, that being engaged in, particularly in group music activity, teamwork um, and, and, and contributing to something that is moving, something that is beautiful, uh, something that, that requires social activity and, and connection. Um, that is something that has a profound effect on every single person uh, who engages in it. And that was the wonderful thing that I, I was lucky enough to learn from, uh, from the research that I did uh, and the work in communities. And I've been involved in working in communities for, well, certainly um, in a, a focused way for 20 years now. So um, I, it's just such a luxury to be convinced. That's quite a different thing from being dogmatic, um, which is a whole other thing. But it's a real luxury for me to be convinced of the benefits that it um, that it has. So, again, that's a joy for me because it's only a matter of making the efforts and continuing to make the wonderful efforts that the CSO has been making for for some years now um, to find communities to work with to 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 find disengaged communities to work with. Uh, and that's what I'm certainly, I will bring, I am bringing and, and, uh, to the CSO, but it's also what the orchestra is, is, is bringing to the community. Can you give me an example of perhaps some disengaged communities that you're going to be looking at specifically who haven't been uh, worked with in the last few years? Well, um, and look, obviously, I've got to be very careful here because I, I, I'm, I'm aware that frequently, you know, reaching out to um, with with new projects sometimes it takes a little while to get those things going. But um, one of the actually, this might sound sound strange to be talking about disengaged communities, but we have just um, developed a, a memorandum of understanding with um, University of Canterbury. Now, how could you talk about that? being you know in any way a disengaged community but what's interesting is through the university through the partnerships that the university has in addition to our own direct ones um we can find uh uh communities that you know may not necessarily always be apparent you know uh, lower ses or or um, decile uh, communities uh school communities um uh, resettled um, immigrant communities, for instance, there, you know, sometimes uh, those communities will, will for obvious, well, well for, for understandable reasons, kind of um, concentrate in areas and, and largely, you know, uh, rely on their own resources. Sometimes those resources are not necessarily, um, you know, very sort of rich or there, there aren't necessarily uh, all the resources that communities like that might need. Um, so we are able to, and we will look to those sorts of communities, um, ethnic communities, if you like, who, with which we won't be looking at imposing, you know, what we know or, or our style or our styles of music, for instance. But we do have the expertise and we have the, the resources, you know, largely it's human resources, um, to learn from those communities and then to help to just to facilitate. This is often about facilitating um, just, you know, filling in some gaps maybe and, and also facilitating with reassurance, facilitating sometimes with physical resources, um, facilitating with connections to other communities. And again, through music, that's something we can do. You know, music is often referred to as an, a, a universal language. Um, I actually kind of think it's maybe it's maybe it's even better than a language. You know, it doesn't it, it doesn't uh, require interpretation. It doesn't require explanation. Um, it's something that 
that is a glue, which sounds a little like a cliche, but it's true. You know, people will gather, people will join, people will come together um, in the activity of, of making music. And that often just starts with listening to music. But the next step um, is being involved. So, so being somewhat of a glue, as I say, is something that we will be very much looking, uh, looking towards um, in the, you know, the near and the mid-future. We wish you luck. Now, Mihi Nui, thank you so much. That's Dr Graham Sattler, the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra's new Chief Executive Officer.